My name is Dennis Sheeran. And this is Raymond Steinmetz. And we are from the Instant Relevance Podcast. We are proud members of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you are listening to right now. Make sure you check out all of the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. concocted this sort of session in our head, which is basically what I'm going to share here today called uh, Let's Be Lazy, Wicked Workflows to help you know <laughs> keep you on track. And I've said to her, we should literally show up in our pajamas and be like, we're so lazy, we didn't even get dressed for this conference. <laughs> and so we're totally going to do it. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, We get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Hey, hey, Burned In Teachers, welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast, one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. This is episode 25, and this month's theme is lack of balance is burning me out. As you heard in this intro, I'm going to be talking with Jen Giffen as she leads us through her top 12 picks for better time management and productivity in the classroom for teachers, not for students, although you are more than welcome to share some of these tools with them. Jen is a digital literacy consultant in the York region, DSB. She has a master's in curriculum, teaching and learning from OISE, and is a specialist in integration of information and computer technology. She's also a Google innovator, hashtag WDC17, sketchnoter, teacher matchmaker, cheerleader, and up for just about anything. She's also the co-host of the Shooks and GIF podcast, former player of the game of school, and now seeks to ensure learning is authentic and relevant, especially for struggling students. I'm lucky enough to call her my friend, and I'm so glad to have her on the podcast. I do want to tell you that this episode is going to be set up a little differently. Because this is the Burned In Teacher podcast where we focus on stories about burnout and how we get ourselves out of it, the first 13 minutes are dedicated to talking about burnout and how Jen has tackled burnout herself. It's an excellent piece of this interview. However, you might be really interested in these productivity and time management tools that Jen is here to share with us today. So if that's your main reason for joining us, that's totally cool go ahead and skip to 13 minutes and 20 seconds and you can focus only on those 12 tools. So no hard feelings if you skip the beginning piece. I'm also going to tell you I'm not going to jump in at the end with tips and takeaways because Jen does such an excellent job of sharing with us how to use the tool, how to access it and what it's good for. All the links to all of the tools that she talks about will be in the show notes at burnedinteacher.com slash podcast slash episode 25. Now let's jump into this amazing interview with Jen Giffen. Jen Giffen, thank you so much for joining us on the Burned In Teacher podcast. I'm so honored that you've taken time to talk with us and share some productivity tips today. 
oh, I'm I'm happy to be here and, and share what I know. And I love I love podcasting myself. So being able to give back to the podcasting community is always a, a real treat for me. So thanks for having me, Amber. Anytime. I'm really glad to be able to see your face. It's been a long time. I've been listening to been. you and on the uh, Shooks and Gift podcast. So that's something that you've been doing for a couple of years, isn't it? Yeah, well, not quite, actually. We're coming up on our one-year um, anniversary in March. So okay. we did uh, a season, like our first season last year, weekly um, from March to June. And then we went on hiatus over summer. And then we came back with sort of a new launch just to make it easier for us. So we go every other week. And we did, I think, eight or ten um, episodes from September until just the winter break. And now we're in what we're calling midterms, where we're not recording with each other, but we're reaching out to other people sort of in our ed tech community and uh, interviewing them. So uh, Kim did an interview with Jake Miller. Mm-hmm. And uh, tomorrow, actually, we're launching an interview that I did with Tony Vincent and Eric Kurtz. So that one was it was really exciting to get those two together. Now, for me, I know exactly who you're talking about. But for some of our listeners who are not uh, mm. as deep into the ed tech and Google <laughs> world as you and yeah. I are, Jen, they might not understand who these people are. So can you just tell us a little bit about what your podcast is about? Because I find yeah. it so extremely helpful. You and Kim are clearly very good friends, but you also are extremely knowledgeable in educational technology. (laughs) And I love how you get right to the point and just, you just pour on the tips and tricks with these ed tech tools. So tell us a little bit about how that kind of got started and what your mission is with the Shooks and Give podcast. It all started um, at an ed tech team conference where someone had asked Kim and I a question and they they said, you know, do you guys have a solution for this? We said, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, no problem. And we just dove into this discussion around sort of, oh, you could do this or you could use that. And a few people were listening and, and one person turned and said, oh, my gosh, I could listen to you guys all day with these tips. Like, because we just go and it snowballs. And they're like, you should start a podcast. And we laughed. And Kim's last name is Paula Shook and my last name is Giffen. And I was like, oh, yeah, like Shooks and Giff. And it became this like funny little thing that we'd say, hashtag Shooks and Giff, whenever people would say things like that to us. And then last year over March break, I, I um, it's our spring break, as we call it in, in Ontario. Uh, I said, I wrote to Kim. She was in, in the U.S. actually at a conference. And I said, I think we should start this. And I built us a site and I made a logo. And I went and I said, let's, let's record. And we started. And our goal was to do 10 episodes and maybe get 500 listens, and we're on like episode 20, and last I checked, we had over 16,000 listens or something ridiculous. And we just banter back and forth about education technology, tools that help us, um, little tips and hacks, so like keyboard shortcuts. We did like a whole episode that Kim, that's all she shared, was like, did you know you can do this? And it's our thing is like if you have an aha, like, oh, that's a cool thing to do. We should give it a go. Like, Give it a try. The worst that's going to happen is it's not going to work and you never have to do it again. When I listened to the interview with Jake Miller, it was funny. He mentioned something that I have thought about so often with you know leading teachers and, and working with teachers is that you hear the beat in your own head. And I feel like we did something like this at Innovator too, where you yeah. just assume that everybody else either knows that thing or they're hearing the same beat as you. And when you share this thing that you just assume everybody else knows, they go, what? How yeah. did you... 
where did you learn that? And you're just like, I yeah. thought everybody knew that. <laughs> exactly. The, the whole like small to you, mind blowing to someone else. Yes. And and he shared one of those with Kim in that episode about mm-hmm. like a shortcut to do um, numbered and bulleted lists in Google Docs. And she yes. was like, what? I didn't know that one. And we are like, we love our shortcuts. Our, our, our big thing, it's sort of funny that you have me on for this topic because Kim and I are probably two of the least lazy people that you'll ever meet in your life. Like we're really hardworking and we don't stop to a fault. And we always say like, oh, you know, it's because we're lazy. We have all these like productivity tools and it's not actually what we want to do. In fact, we're, we're currently trying to find a conference we can go to together. And we, uh, we have a, a sort of we concocted this sort of session in our head, which is basically what I'm going to share here today called uh, Let's Be Lazy, Wicked Workflows to help you know <laughs> keep you on track. And I've said to her, we should literally show up in our pajamas and be like, we're so lazy, we didn't even get dressed for this conference. <laughs> and so we're totally going to do it. We just need I, to figure out when we're going to be somewhere. I together. knew <laughs> I was making the right decision when I reached out to you. I knew you'd have all of the answers. I have I have a couple. <laughs> yeah, you have a couple, meaning nine. She's going to share with yeah. us a list of her favorite, her nine favorite productivity tips and tricks using technology. But first, Jen, because this is the Burned In Teacher podcast, and I talk ed tech sometimes, but mostly I talk about burnout. Can you share with us a time that you, yes, even Jen Giffen, has gone through a season of burnout and and what it is that you did to take control over it and and climb out of that? Yeah, uh, honestly, Amber, I would say that I go through moments of burnout every single year. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't think of a single year in, in my. This was my 18th September. Um, I can't think of a single year where I haven't had a moment that I'm like, well, what's going on here? And I don't feel either that I'm having an impact or that what I do matters. I'm just pushing paper. And and I, I actually just had one before the, the winter break here back in December. And, and I spent a lot of time, and this is what I do. I do a lot of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a big believer that you are the master of your own fate and you can you can decide what your journey is going to look like. Um, I do believe that we we all have a purpose and, you know, you end up where you're supposed to end up. You land where you're supposed to land, I say. But I, I do think you can control the route that you take to get there to a certain degree. So for me, I, I spent time over the holidays just reflecting and saying, OK, what is it that I found fulfilling earlier in the year or last year in certain projects that I'm not getting here? And, and what's what's the difference between either the projects that I'm on, the people that I'm working with, the people, the way I'm working with people, the the streamlining of, of whatever it is that I'm, I'm doing, what is missing? And I sort of do a gap analysis of, okay, mm-hmm. what is it that I can do to fill those gaps? And then I just keep my eye on that prize. I focus on the positive of that. And when things are working, then, then I go. But I, I do believe that you need to take some time to really understand yourself and why you're feeling that way, because you can't control other people's actions. You can't control what's going on around you. You can only control your own. And and when you take that kind of um, authority on your situation in that moment of burnout, I really think you can climb out of that hole pretty easily. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I need to have you on every week <laughs> because that's that's exactly. <laughs> 
exactly what we've talked about in several different forms and fashions on the show already is that it ultimately comes down to you making a decision. And that doesn't have to be a decision to leave or a decision to take a new position. Um, It's a decision for you to make some changes, you know, whether that needs to be internal or again with your uh, productivity flow, you know, how it is that you run your classroom. It can, it's so deep and wide, you know, how, what the possibilities are when you, and sometimes it's, it's find one thing that makes you happy and dive deep into that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a, I'm a big breadth girl. I don't have, I don't have depth. I remember I've had, you know, people talk to me and say, when are you going to write a book? And I'm like, I don't have a book in me. And they sort of laugh. And I said, I really don't like, I have a lot of like a lot that I do, but I don't go really deep anywhere. Mm-hmm. And sometimes to find that happiness, you, you've got to take a moment of pause and forget about the breadth and, and go into that depth to, mm-hmm. to get deep into that happiness, because then it will saturate and permeate across the breadth that you normally work in. I love it. So, so true. And that's different for everybody because some people are depth people. You know, they know a lot about the one thing and and that is their niche. You know, that is their mm-hmm. passion and that's, you know, that's where they decide to go. If you're burned out, I'll bet you catch yourself saying things like, no one can possibly understand where I'm coming from or what's wrong with me? This is what I went to school for. Why am I so miserable? And even things like, if I tell anyone how I'm feeling, they'll think I'm being negative. I am so burned out. Maybe I'm just a negative person. But saying these things doesn't solve the real issues you're struggling with. You have to do something. Teachers from all over the world have joined the Burned In Teacher Facebook group for reasons such as, there's too much to do and no time to do it, or my administration doesn't offer any guidance or support for me, or my class is out of control, plus many, many more reasons. These are all issues that we tackle in the Burned In Teacher Small Group Program. Starting April 8th, the doors are open again for another Burned In Teacher Tribe of teachers who want to join this group and start taking control over their burnout. Throughout this eight-week program of support, you won't just get access to me, but also access to Burned In Teacher mentors who have finished the program, as well as the current members who are in your tribe. We will have weekly group calls, access to our Burned In Teacher Tribe members-only Facebook group, and of course, a Burned In journal to help you to document your reflections and actions throughout the program. For more information or to read and watch testimonials from past Burned In Teacher Tribe members, go to burnedinteacher.com slash B-I-T coaching. That's burnedinteacher.com slash B-I-T coaching to get all of the information that you need to decide whether or not the Burned In Teacher Small Group Program is right for you. Doors are open now for you to register for the April Tribe. Let me take you from burned out to burned in. So, okay, so now that we are done with this deep conversation of Mm -hmm. burnout, (laughs) uh, please, please, please share with us your tips and tricks for how to create, you know, productivity, better productivity and time management strategies in your classroom with technology. Okay, so I've said I'm going to share nine, but I am the queen of tangents. Uh, We talked about this before we started recording. My nine might morph into 14. So there's that. Um, Tools in absolutely no particular order. Now, I will say my my sort of um, disclaimer here is I'm big into Google, although I'm doing more work 
with Microsoft and with Apple right now, just to, to give myself the, the breadth that I talked about earlier instead of the depth, <laughs> right? I like to be a little bit platform agnostic, but in my role as a digital literacy consultant in a district that's a, you know, a G Suite district, I, I deal a lot in Google and I have my love from a Google. Mm-hmm. So my first productivity tool is Google Keep. Google Keep is really simple. Yes, I can see Amber sitting there, hands up. Amen. Preach it. Um, (laughs) I'm so surprised that more people don't know about Google Keep. It's so great. So Mm -hmm. Google Keep is is a basically a a little reminders app. You can set, you can change colors of your notes that you take. You can add images into it. You can collaborate with other people. So I know that when I run big district wide like um, ed camps. We've, we have our yearly list of, okay, here's what we have to do to start. You share it with everyone and then people can walk around with their devices and it's like, okay, I'm going to do this for me. And everyone checks off. So you have a real time checklist. You can use it with your partner for grocery shopping if that's what you want to do. That's what we do. Yep. Um, there's a lot that you can do with Google Keep. Um, one thing that I love most about it, though, is I start taking notes in it when I just have ideas. So I might be standing in line at a grocery store or I might be um, waiting for a meeting to start and I just pull up Keep and I might type in a few ideas. And then in Google Docs, they have the integration. So on the side of Google Docs, you might see there's a little like, sidebar and one of the um, icons is the little Google Keep um, light bulb. What you can do is you can actually look at all your Google Keep notes and pull them then into a doc. So once a Keep note gets long or once you have a bunch of ideas and you're like, oh, I want to pull these together, you can pull them in and boom, your doc has already been created. So I'm currently doing a lot of work around equity and I'm learning a lot about white fragility right now. And I've been listening to podcasts. And as I've been listening, I've just been typing in. I'm at the point now where I probably have a two-page document just from little notes that I keep when I listen and in fits and spurts to podcasts to, you know, sort of deepen my learning around certain subjects that I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. So that's my first, that's my first one. Google keep definitely try it out. There's so many great things you can, you can even put labels on so you can like, you can filter down your notes and it's, it's, it's just so versatile and there's a location. So you might give yourself a reminder for a date or a time or, okay, remind me when I arrive at school, I have to do this. So all those, like I call them shower and car thoughts. Cause it's, <laughs> I have three little boys. Like my boys are, Bennett will be nine next month and William and Tanner are six and a half. They're in the first and third grades. And I just, the only time I have to think to myself is in the car or mm-hmm. in, in the shower. So I'll <laughs> often get like out immediately and put some notes in to keep and then she be like, remind me when I get to the office or remind me when I get home to do these things. And that really helps to streamline. Yes. And if I can piggyback off of that, Please. there's actually an option to create a reminder in your Google Calendar. So you can actually create a link into a reminder that actually goes into your calendar at a certain date and time where then when you click on that reminder in your Google calendar, it pulls, uh, gives you the option to pull up the actual note or the to-do list. And it's just right there. And to have that notification is so helpful, especially if you have like a daily workflow or you have like a daily batch of things that you do at a certain time to have those things that you can just uncheck all items at the end of that task or at the end of that um, cycle and then redo them all again. Um, it's just, it's incredible for if you are a person who batches um, or who does block scheduling for yourself, um, yeah. that is a, it's a great tool for that. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Yay, Google Keep. Another productivity tool I really love to use is in Google Chrome and it's just pinning tabs. So I have tabitis. I always have 40 bazillion tabs open at a time. Um, and there's always something going on. So 
what I do is for tabs that I need open constantly. And for me right now, looking at this account, it's my Gmail, it's my Rogers email. It's another personal email in Canada. Rogers is like our Verizon. Um, I have Twitter. I have my Feedly. I have my Google Drive. And then I have Toby Mini, which I'm going to talk about next because it's maybe my favorite. And what I do is I keep those pinned at all times. And that tells me, okay, these I don't really have to deal with. But any other tab that's open, I know it's almost like a, a visual to-do list for me. It's like I want to do something on these tabs. And what I know as I close them, once I get to only the pin tabs, and the pin happens, what you do is you right-click a tab. The option is there. You pin the tab. Mm -hmm. um, and then it, it slides right over and makes it really small on the left-hand side. The beautiful thing, too, is you lose that little X. So if you're a reckless clicker and you're like, close, 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 close. oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, if that happens, if you ever accidentally close tabs you didn't mean to, shift control T or shift command T on a Mac will reopen the last closed tab. And if you do it seven times, it'll be the last seven closed tabs. And that's a real lifesaver if you are a reckless um, clicker. But the pinning tabs also helps because in order to actually close a pin tab, you have to right click it and close or right click it, unpin, and then you can hit the X. Right. So pinning tabs can really help because you can see, okay, these are ones that I need a lot. Um, and then they don't take up the same amount of real estate and you can actually read the titles on the tabs. That said, sometimes you don't want all those tabs open or you open a bunch and you're like, oh shoot, I'm, I'm in this meeting, but I have to go to another meeting or I have, I have these ones open for this class, but I have another class. I use, um, a, a Chrome extension called Toby mini. It's, they have Toby and Toby mini difference being, if you get full Toby, when you open a new tab, it'll be your Toby's there. I'll explain what that means in a minute. Toby Mini, when you open a new tab, whatever your new tab is set to is what opens. So Toby Mini allows you to create small collections of any web resource. So you have Toby, and let's say I call it, I have one collection called um, Meeting Minutes, Agendas, and Calendars. And so in my role, I'm in meetings constantly. I have different committees I'm part of. And instead of having to search and dig through my Google Drive, I've just added um, all of those different documents to or websites or whatever they have URLs be. you mean that's um, yeah but it doesn't show as a URL what it does is it shows as little cards so I would have one that says you know meetings agendas etc and then underneath there'd be little cards that I can then rename like this is for my digital literacy um, consultant meeting team this is for when we meet with ITS this is when we meet with our joint administrators and I don't ever have to go searching it's like oh what's the link to that again and where is this I just click on the little card and it opens the tab I have one for my personal life called bank Banking. So I have, you know, my bank, my MasterCard um, uh, website, I have my PayPal account, my Amazon account. So what are those numbers again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, but I have those four. And what I can do is I can say in Toby, I can say open all four tabs. So every week when I go in to do my banking, instead of having to navigate to each of them, I just click this one button and it opens all the banking tabs that I need. So as a classroom teacher, mm -hmm. I could have one collection called first period or second period or math, social science, and anything that I have for the next day, I can line them up. So as soon as I go into class, instead of me sitting in a computer lining up, okay, I need to open this one and this one and that one, I just hit open those tabs and then I'm greeting my students at the door. And let me tell you, if there's anything about keeping like burning on, it's having those personal relationships with people and making you feel mattered and making others feel mattered. That's going to help. So 100%. I think sort of there's, it's twofold here. So totally it's a balance. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And Toby's awesome because it will even create little links. So let's say you were, again, with your class and you're using Google Classroom and you're like, oh, here are all the links I want. You can actually create a link of the tabs under that collection. It becomes a single URL. You can load that into 
your Google Classroom, and then like all 18 like resources that you might want students to access are there. Yeah, so that's Toby Mini. Now, a lot of people might be thinking this sounds a lot like something that's going crazy on Twitter right now, hashtag Wakelet Wave. <laughs> um, there's a tool called Wakelet. What you can do with Wakelet, it's a website, you start an account, you can collaborate with other people, and you basically curate content from the web and from all over the web. Um, they've since added a new feature where you don't even need a Wakelet account to be able to add yourself as a collaborator. Someone can just add your email so you don't need an account. Um, you can just give someone the link and then they can come in that link and add things, which is really great when we're talking about student privacy, especially students under 13 who, you know, a lot of our ed tech tools, they don't allow them to log in until right. they're that age. So it's fabulous for that. But again, you can you can create wakes, they call them, which are collections of internet resources. Now, how I use this is I run across a lot of different things in my day. So I was like, oh, check this out, check that out. So I have one that says, to explore by virtual GIF. And that's the name of the wake. And whenever I come across something that I like, we have those down moments in our life, which are good. I'm not saying you should always be busy. But sometimes, you know, I'm sitting and my kids are playing Minecraft beside me and like, Minecraft's great and everything, but I don't always want to watch my kids play <laughs> Minecraft. So what I'll do is I'll pull out my phone because it saves in the cloud. I'll go to that wake and then I have all of these curated, um, all this curated content that I want to explore when I have the downtime. And in that moment, I can explore it. So line at the grocery store, waiting to go into a meeting, you know, you using the facilities, maybe if that's your time that you have mm -hmm. downtime, who knows. Um, but Wakelet can do that. Wakelet can curate any kind of information, which I love. And like I said, there can be cards between them or sort of paragraphs between them so you can tell stories. So it could be a journey that you're taking students on. Let's say you you teach history and you're like, oh, well, this is this was the first event and that led to this and that led to this. And, and then you have articles that they can read with your own narration between it. That's it's incredible. Really, yeah, it's really powerful. And there's a ton of examples about how teachers are using it in classrooms. And I have not even scratched the surface. Mm -hmm. But as far as productivity... That's one thing that we can definitely use um, to help us streamline web content. Well, and I know that there is a way to link it. It's it's Google Classroom compatible. So mm -hmm. it's something that you can create awake and then yeah. share it with your students in that class, which is Correct. intriguing to me because it takes it eliminates a step for yeah. us. You know, that way yeah. we can pull all of that stuff together. It yeah. allows them to have choice in which one of the articles or videos or websites that they want to go to to do Absolutely. their research. I think it, it sounds like an amazing tool. So I'm excited to use that. Yeah, definitely check it out. And they actually just last week released a... Um, an educator's guide to Wakelet that walks you all through how to use it and, and okay. um, ways that people are using it in the classroom. I That's on my explore later. Mm -hmm. So I, I perused it very quickly because I've used it and I knew, but even in looking at it, I'm like, oh, I never thought of it for that idea. So that's, okay. it's definitely a really, really great resource. And I know some of the authors um, who contributed to it and they are like all-star, like solid gold. That's you know, awesome. So we'll link to that teacher. in the show notes. This is going to be yeah. a long show notes. <laughs> for, for good reason. You're sharing you a go. lot of great ideas and yeah. a lot of awesome tools. Well, when you when you said about Wakelet integrating with Classroom, another one that I actually don't have on my list that's helpful if you do use Google Classroom is a Google Chrome extension called Share to Classroom. Mm -hmm. And instead of being, you know, oh, here's this really great article I found that I want to share with my classroom, copy the link, go open Classroom, find the Classroom, go in, push the link. You can actually just push this little icon at the top of your Chrome browser. It's a green circle with a gold plus sign. I have it yeah. in my extension. 
extensions is <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and it says, okay, what do you want to do? And you say, I want to make this announcement, which classes you check the classes and boom, it, you don't even have to open Google classroom and it automatically posts it's there. So, so, so nice. I, I've seen it used and I've used it myself in a classroom in that just in time that the students are learning, someone finds something and it's like, oh, so I go to that website and push it out. Say update your stream guys or something new there. And it's, yeah, it's really powerful. That's awesome. Another one that I love is another Chrome extension called tab resize. So I do a lot of work where I need two screens side by side Mm -hmm. and you find that you go, okay, here's that tab. And then go to like copy something and go over here and, and you're going back and forth between tabs. And what tab resize does is when you push, it's a little, um, it's a blue uh, square with an arrow going diagonally with, well, with a line going diagonally with arrows at either end. And it will say as soon as you push it, okay, you want to resize your tabs. That's great. What do you want to do? And it will say, do you want to do like one, one by two or two by two? And you can basically take your tabs and it maximizes your, um, your Chrome window that's open. And then we'll put two tabs, basically splits them in half and puts them side by side. And you can then resize them, which is awesome for that like comparison or if you wanna look at two things. So let's say um, I'm marking in class. So I'm reading something digitally, but then I have a rubric that I'm marking on and I wanna see them side by side. It's great for that. And its sister extension is tab glue. And as soon as you're done, you just hit you know the tab glue and boom, all your tabs come back together. So there's not like dragging back and forth between the two of them. Very powerful stuff. That's awesome. Another that, one that I heard of, yeah. So as you're great. saying these, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally have a, a way I can use that right now in my right? life. Yeah, <laughs> That's perfect. A- another one that I haven't used a lot, but I, I heard about on um, the Check This Out podcast with Brian Briggs and Ryan O'Donnell. It's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Um, is called Clipboard History. And once you install it, it remembers every time you've copied something in your browser and then you can go up to this extension and say okay what are you looking for and it will list in reverse chronological order all the things that you've recently posted and it has a search function so you can say okay i know i, I did something okay burn in i it was when i was talking to amber and i could type burn and it'll pull anything up that i've posted that i've um, copied rather with the word burn in it. And then there might be some that you constantly find yourself doing. Like, let's mm-hmm. say um, it might be, you know, a, a comment, let's say, in a student work. It might be your biography because you have, um, you're doing a lot of conference presentations. You can favorite some of these and it will actually filter down to the ones that you are using all the time. Big, big time saver, especially if you're working on, you know, sometimes you'll work on things. It's like, okay, I have to copy A and then B and then C. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, no, I got to go back and copy A, B, C. You just literally open this and it's all there and it saves it. I was using it today. It, was, it saves a ton of time. That's great. And all of these things, it doesn't sound like that would make that big of a difference as far as, you know, like splitting your screen or pinning tabs, but every yeah. second counts and every right? second adds up. So yeah, these I are, totally these are great. Yeah. Okay. My other one was released, uh, maybe four or six months ago, uh, maybe less, I want to say, but if you need a new document, most people, you know, go to Google, go to the waffle, go to, you know, their drive, go to new hit docs. Um, the new domains care, not domains, like extensions, those like dot, whatever, dot org, dot com, dot CA here in Canada. Woo. Um, <laughs> They came out with the dot new and Google swept these up and now you can open a new tab. And if you just type in docs.new, it will open a brand new Google doc for you just like that. And it will be saved in your 
um, your main, like the parent folder of Google Drive, right. um, your, your My Drive. So you can move it wherever you want afterwards if you're particular about nesting your files like I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do docs.new, sheets.new, slides.new, and it just saves you having to do that click, 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 click to get there. Um, I do this now a lot for, I sometimes just have little notes and I used to do this all the time when I was using Microsoft Word. I'd type a note, do you want to save it? No. Well, the problem with docs is that it always saves. Then I have all these untitled documents. So what I do is I do docs.new. I might type something out that I need to paste somewhere else or whatnot. And then I go to file, move to trash and boom, it's gone. So it's Mm -hmm. like this temporary notepad, but it's a really quick and easy way to, to access docs or slides or any of the G suite tools. That's very fun. Awesome. I'm excited about that one because I am one of the, one of the people that takes multiple clicks to, (laughs) to create a new document. That's great. I love saving. I love about that. Yes. Okay. So the next one that I like is bit.ly. I'm a big fan of shortened URLs. Love bit.ly. Although, although people always laugh at me because they're like, aren't your URLs supposed to be shorter when you use these? Because I have an account with bit.ly and you can sign up for one using your Google or your Microsoft or your Twitter or your Facebook or whatever you want to use. Um, and then you can customize mm-hmm. the URLs, which I love because so I have a learning disability. I have very mild dyslexia. And when someone throws up that like, you know, goo.gl slash 2F capital S T four nine N I'm like, Oh my God, I'm freaking out because everything's <laughs> jumping all over the place. I literally will not look at the screen. And I, I look at someone near me and I'm like, can you read that to me? Mm-hmm. I'm like, sure. And it's because I can't, I can't look because I, I impose, I superimpose things and it's just, yeah. it's stressful. And then I, I fall behind because I'm not on the right one and it gives me a lot of anxiety. So I love to customize them. And so if you go to bit.ly, it will suggest here's the one for you with all that, you know, alphanumeric nonsense, but then you can instead make your own. So whenever I make a new, um, sort of any kind of document that I'm going to use or any kind of slide deck I'm going to use for training, I always start my bit.ly forward slash GIF, G-I-F-F, and then whatever it is, because no yes. one's going to take GIF. Right. Don't start taking GIF, listeners. Don't <laughs> don't hack in because you can't undo a bit.ly. Once it's there, it's there forever. And it I need is. The GIF. Yes. Um, so I really like bit.ly for that. And it can really change, even if it's just for your own good. Like I use them for presentations, but sometimes I'm like, I'm in this document all the time. I, I don't want to have to worry about where it is. So I just give it a bit.ly so that I can really quickly type it up and find it again. If I don't have it in my Toby or if I haven't saved it, you know, as my, one of my start items, that's another really good tip. In, if you're using Google Drive, use the star. You might notice it beside the name of a, a document. There's a little outline of a star. If you push it on the left-hand side of Google Drive, there's one category called like near starred. recent and all those mm-hmm. called starred. And I start things and I'm like, mm, I don't need this now, but I'm going to need to find it in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And boom, then it goes in there. Because I also have in my Toby Mini upcoming. And every Saturday or every Monday morning, I go in and I go, okay, what slide decks or what documents am I going to need this week? And I throw them in there. But sometimes it's, way out and I don't want to put them in yet. So I use the starred folder and that's, that really helps me find things as well. I've just recently got into using starred um, because I do have so many different documents and presentations and things like that. So a couple more things about bit.ly is there is a bit.ly extension, which makes it really easy, especially if you're sharing websites or long URLs with your students. Um, Again, kind of in that, that moment, that just in time teaching where, you know, you might want your kids to, if you're not using Google classroom, you want your kids to get to this website. Um, You can just click the bit.ly link and it will turn it into one of those, you know, bit.ly slash, and then it'll 
we'll turn it into some numbers and letters. But um, it's just it's a really great extension. It makes it makes turning long, ugly URLs into really quick, um, small, smaller versions of that. And and they're just easier to to get to. Um, yeah, totally. The other thing is, is that you and uh, Kim Shooks, uh, the Shooks and GIF um, website is actually a bit.ly link. Yes. Yeah. Bit.ly slash Shooks and GIF. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> S-H-U-K-E-S and G-I-F-F. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. All yeah, right. Yeah, how many more okay. do we have, Jen? I, I sort of, I have, I think two for sure that I want to share. One's a new one. I realized that I didn't, I didn't put on my list. So Great. another one that I really like is Pocket. Pocket works a lot um, like Toby in that it will save a, a website somewhere. So Pocket works across all platforms. It's cloud-based. There's a, a Chrome extension for it. So let's say I come across an article that I'm like, oh, I really want to read this. I can click on the Chrome extension for Pocket and it says, okay, it's been saved to your Pocket. So just like it sounds, it's like you put it in your Pocket. What I like about this is if you have the app on your phone, it actually has the option that it will read it out loud to you. It's a pretty robotic voice. But when I'm driving, sometimes if I'm at a podcast, I'm like, I really want to read that article. Uh Boom, I put it in my pocket. And you can then listen. I have a girlfriend who was applying to be an admin. I noticed I said the American, we say it admin here in Canada, you guys (laughs) say admin. So you're welcome. It's all about Um, the accent. Right? I uh, so she was applying to be a vice principal. And she wanted to really, she had an hour and a half car ride each way into work. She, she drives like, I want to say 50 miles each way to like, it's ridiculous in traffic and with traffic, not against it. And so she actually used this, that she saved all of the documents that she needed to quote study from, Mm -hmm. um, in order to go through interview process. So it's, you know, policies and, and, uh, board initiatives and and the, or district initiatives and things like that. So she saved them to pocket. And then when she would drive, she would have it read to her to do her learning. And like, if there's a better way to, to maximize on your time and be productive, like those moments driving, you can do so much learning. So pocket is really good for that. Well, I'm even thinking outside of productivity, I'm thinking about students who need to have things read to them. That's an incredible learning option for them. And if, if they want something like that, definitely check out Google read and write. Or mm-hmm. just read and write. It actually doesn't only work in Google, read, but mm-hmm. that's it. That's yeah. Read write works. And uh, if someone asked me, you could have one tool for the rest of your life, like a tech tool in education. What's it going to be? Read write is hands down my number one pick because there's so much you can you can do with it from translation to reading aloud to voice typing to like you name it. It can do it. It's assistive technology, like solid gold. It's that, awesome. Yes, it it's an yeah. incredible tool. Definitely check it out. Okay, my last one is I've talked a lot about uh, Google Chrome extensions and I have a lot of Google Chrome extensions. Like I think I'm probably somewhere maybe around the 60 mark, like 60. And they all come with the little like icons (laughs) beside. Now you can drag right beside the URL bar. If you like really get in there, you'll see your arrow will turn to that like line with the arrow pointing each direction. You can drag so that your URL bar isn't only like, you know, two characters (laughs) wide. Um, but some, they also, it eats up your battery <clears throat> yep. when you have them on. It can slow down your computer, which can be frustrating. So I actually, I know a lot of people use um, a tool called Extensity. Mm-hmm. I tried that. I didn't love it. I use something called Extension Manager, open parentheses, switcher, close parentheses. You actually have to type all of that out <laughs> to find it. I don't we know why. We will put I it in the show notes. <laughs> um, 
I, uh, it's bizarro, but what this does is it looks like if you really zoom in, it's a little like, it looks like a switch that you toggle on and off. Mm -hmm. And when I open switcher, what happens? I'm going to open it right now. So I give it justice. Hold on. Now it just closed. Open it. It will give me a drop down list. And at the top, it says all extensions, applications, themes, enabled, disabled, recent. And it shows me all of the Google Chrome extensions I have installed. Not only does it do that, beside it, it actually gives me a little blurb about what the extension does. I love that because sometimes I add an extension and then I forget why I added it. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at, like I have one here called Clip It Good. I'm like, what's Clip It Good? Save images and GIFs from website, web pages to a Google photo album. Oh, that sounds awesome. Like I might otherwise forgotten what that is. But beside it, it has a little check mark or checkbox. If it's clicked, it means it's currently enabled. So I can go up and find the icon and use it. But if I unclick it, I temporarily disable it without having to delete it from my Chrome. So it's there, but not tying up my resources and eating up my battery in Chrome. And I have certain ones that when I'm working on a specific type of project, like I have one called Color Pick Eyedropper. I love it. Mm -hmm. You can use it to like you hover over colors and you can find the exact hex code so you can color match if you're doing, you know, um, visual or any kind of graphic design. But I don't need that a lot. So when I'm not using it, I unclick it, I turn it off and it's gone. The other thing that I love about this extension is I might be like, oh, I know it's one that I use with Google Docs. So they have an actual like a filter search um, field. So if I type in Docs, it then takes down from my 60, my list of 60 to now one, two, three, four, five different um, applications or extensions that I have that has Docs either in the title or in the description of that extension or application. It just really helps me um, make sure that my computer doesn't die, but it allows me to have all the tools that I, I want or I might use at some point mm -hmm. um, without having to go searching for them all the time. That's, I love that one because mm -hmm. I, I struggle with the same thing. Computer dying, lag, the lag is so bad. The struggle is so, real. Yeah, it really is, it yeah. really is. But you have to have those extensions. Right? You can't not have them. <laughs> no, I can't not have them. It's it's a problem. I, I, I really, I say to people all the time, I need a 12-step program mm -hmm. for, like, I'm a digital hoarder. I just hoard things digitally, and eventually I'll use them, and I, it's a problem. It is a problem. Do you, you need Marie Kondo to come I and need, help you? Like, I need Marie Kondo. I need to feel the love of the extension the, and then just let it go. <laughs> if, if the extension does not spark joy, you must release it. Say thank you and let it go. And let it go. I, I do feel that they all like I'm reading them all right now. And I'm like, I they all spark joy in me. Because you know what I love about it? It's not stuff like my kids stuff is everywhere. This is just like kept nicely in my computer that I can just fold up. Mm -hmm. And there it is. And but yeah, those just... are those would Amber be my my big ones that I use that I find really help me with my own productivity. And hopefully someone can see it and, and use it and turn it into their own. Because the way that I use, let's say Toby Mini, um, we got everyone on our team, we heard about it, and we were a couple of us on the team, Joanna Bull. Um, who's another digital literacy consultant with Kim and I, um, she and I, at the same time, we were like, we've got to install this and everyone saw, and the whole team installed it and we all use it, but we all use it for very different purposes, depending on our workflow, because it is really a personal way. And I, I tell people all the time, they're like, tell me about all those Chrome extensions or tell me how you do this. I'm like, this is how it works for me. Mm -hmm. It may not work this way for you. Your workflow might be totally different than mine and, and how we do things. Well, and just like with anything else, it's, it's, trying a couple of different things and then deciding, 
you know, how it works best for you. Or you might realize after trying three different tools that you can really use one or two of them and then get rid of one. You know, it's just, it's a matter of just trying stuff. But that's, you know, that's something that I tell, you know, teachers a lot when we talk about productivity and time management is you have to try something because clearly what you're doing is not serving you. So there are some things that we need to rethink here. So these are all excellent options. And, you know, some I knew about and some I did not. So I get to work them into my own productivity as well. Well, you know what I'm going to do right now is this list that I had in Google Keep. I am going to add you as a collaborator so you can actually see um, them when you're creating your show notes. Look at that productive use of Google. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it so much that that makes me very, very happy. Awesome. All right. So the last part of the Burned In Teacher podcast interviews always end with a this or that. I'm ready. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to give you a couple of choices and you just let us know what you would choose if it was an on the moment decision. I'm terrible at these things, by the way. <laughs> I know. I always need to think about it. And then I always answer. And then I and then wish that like, I would have. Oh, I should have done this. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I'll if call I really would have thought about it. Yeah. Right. right? Okay. But just I'm going to go hang out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Online shopping or in-person shopping? Online shopping. I'm not surprised to hear that from you. Oh my goodness. I, I did, I think 95% of my Christmas shopping this year online. I, and I do all of my shopping and I'm done before December the 1st. So that Oof. if I choose to go into the malls, it's a choice. I don't have to line up in those lines. I don't have to. But then the problem with that is then I see other cute things when I do go into the malls and I end up spending like double what I want to. But anyway, mm. I digress. <laughs> Writing poetry or reading poetry? Ooh, uh, I, oof. I'm going to go reading poetry. Okay. As a, that's tough as a, as a, like I'm a high school English teacher, right? So mm-hmm. I, I just, I like the inspiration of poetry. Reading. Okay. And this last one. GIF or GIF? I can't even believe that you asked me that question. I'm like, I'm insulted. I'm done. Don't air this podcast. I know the answer. I know what you want to say, but I I had to go there. I'm I'm not sorry. My name is not Gen Jiffin, okay? It's Jen. J is made with a J. G is made with a G. GIF. It is a GIF. I don't, I don't care what the creator said. I understand that people are like, oh, the creator named him. And if you have a child, would you want them to be? I don't care. I don't care. The guy is dumb. Okay. I will go with that. <laughs> and I wrong. will say, and I'm not just saying this because I adore you, but I have always myself said GIF. So. Yeah, it's because you were smart. I'm team GIF. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? Really, there's one word in the entire English language that starts with GIF and it's gift. And I don't give birthday gifts no no you do not and then people will look at me and be like what about giraffe and I'm like you might want to review the alphabet that's (laughs) g-i-r a-f and I'm like oh right so yeah 100% gif and it's so funny because Kim and I argue about this all the time because she's a team gif Mm -hmm. um on our podcast ourselves and we go on about it but to be perfectly honest it really I, I really don't care and the odd time when I say animated I'm about a, a 70-30 split that I'll go GIF, but the odd time I will say animated GIF. And when I say it, Kim just but she just and hollers and she gets, oh, she gets so excited because <laughs> I, I really don't care. But on principle, mm-hmm. because it is my name and my maiden name was Belle and it never got butchered. But with the last name Giffen, we get Griffin, we get Griffith, we get, I, I've got to stick to it. I've got to hold my ground and be firm. Hard G, GIF. GIF is a peanut butter. I will defend you. 
Thank you, my yeah, friend. You're, you're, you're welcome. Adorable. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you so, so, so much for taking the time to share these tools with us and all of your infinite wisdom, your infinite giftum. Giftum. Oh, <laughs> make that into a little sticker. It'd be like me in a brain. I could sketch Please. note it out. <laughs> I think you should. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and all of these. Oh my gosh, these are going to be the longest show notes ever and for good reason. <laughs> well, if you, if you need any help getting links, you just let me know. I'm happy to help. I, I will definitely seek you out. Thank you so much, Jen. Okay. Have a good night. That's it for this week's episode of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. Until next week, take a deep breath. You are your own hero and you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on. If you want to be updated on the latest Burned In Teacher podcast episodes, don't forget to subscribe to the Burned In Teacher podcast on Google Play or iTunes. Also, please consider leaving a review and leave a rating so that other teachers who are feeling the burnout can find this podcast to help them feel supported as they continue their journey out of burnout. Thanks so much.